Hi, I'm Karen Crossley, and this is Rebuilding the American Dream, the student-athlete experience. In this podcast, we introduce you to leaders in college athletics who are shaping the experience of the student-athlete on and off the fields of play. We discuss the challenges and innovations affecting athletics and higher education, and how we can adapt to give student-athletes a strong foundation for their futures. Today, I have the opportunity to talk to Andy Carter, newly appointed Director of Athletics at Missouri Western State University as of May 2022. He has over 30 years of experience in intercollegiate athletics, with the last 25 as an athletic director at Missouri Baptist University and NCAA Division II institutions, Newberry College, Armstrong Atlantic State University, Northwestern Oklahoma State University, and Minot State University. In addition, Andy has had a successful baseball coaching career, leading his team at Missouri Baptist University to seven consecutive American Midwest Conference Championships, earning seven Conference Coach of the Year awards, and being inducted into the Missouri Baptist Athletic Hall of Fame. Andy earned his bachelor's degree from Missouri Baptist University and an MBA from Lindenwood University. He was appointed to the NCAA Division II Membership Committee in 2019 and has served in numerous other leadership roles at NCAA conference levels. Andy, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So you've had a wonderful career in athletics and athletic administration, but you weren't originally pursuing this course. Can you share more about what led you to where you are today? You know, I just heard a lot from family, uh, uh, mostly uncles and my dad, who were all coaches and teachers and at the high school level, and they loved it. You could tell the passion they had for it, but, you know, they always talked about not making any money at it. And so, you know, my initial thing was if I couldn't play beyond the level where I could start earning a living, then I would probably pursue business, be an entrepreneur or go to work for I'm from St. Louis, so McDonnell Douglas or Anheuser-Busch. That was my plan until when I finished my, my college playing career and it was clear that I was not material to move on. The university I, that I graduated for asked if I wanted to come back and be an assistant coach with baseball and work in the admissions office as a recruiter. And I, I thought that was the greatest thing ever. And so I did it. They paid for my school to finish up and I got the bug of working with young people and, and helping them achieve their goals and coaching and, and being in that competitive realm was still something that was interested to me uh, at the time. And, you know, just about every time I thought this thing had run its course, another opportunity uh, would come along. And so after five years as an assistant, I became a head coach, you know, nine years as a head coach, I became an athletic director and just opportunities continued to come my way uh, and, and kind of kept me in uh, the industry. And then, and then once I became an athletic director, I, I saw clearly that it was something that I, I had a passion for and, and I wanted to do. I kept, you know, I think I kept telling myself, well, if this doesn't work out, I, I have an MBA. I have a lot of experience in leading and managing and making things happen. I can just go do something else. And, and lo and behold, there was an opportunity for that in, uh, in 2009. And to be honest with you, I didn't have the guts to do it. I, I just, I could, I could not pursue something outside of this industry, uh, mm. with the same passion. And, and, and so, you know, here we are in, in the fourth quarter of a, of a career and feel like I have as much energy and passion to do this as I did when I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, it's, it's been fun. What a dream to be able to have that experience where you're always looking forward to going to work. It's, it's very rare opportunity that people don't yeah. often get. 
So as you mentioned, you are, you're in the fourth quarter and you were recently introduced as the athletic director just this uh, past May of 2022. President Elizabeth Kennedy mentioned your ability to balance competition, classroom, and community. What is it about your approach to helping student athletes that it helps them balance these really big aspects of their lives? I, I think if you recruit the right student athletes and, and you have the right coaches and the right staff, you know, the competitive part of this thing comes easy. We all want to win. Everybody wants to win. I think that's the easiest part to put at a high level is that, that desire to compete. And then I think you have, to, you have to understand why we're here. We're here to educate young people. We get the privilege of using sport to help educate and prepare young people for the rest of their lives. This is a beginning point of that process. And so the adults in the room have to balance that with, okay, this is why you're here. Yeah, we want you to win and we want you to work hard and we're going to spend a a lot of time and effort and resources to give you that opportunity. But in the end, if you don't graduate and if in the the end you don't make uh, life changing relationships, not just with your student, your fellow students, but with your coaches and with your community, if you don't do that, then you've missed an opportunity that we, we say is the best opportunity is you get this well-rounded education and education is not just in a classroom. When, when they say get your education, there's more to it than sitting and reading a textbook or listening to a professor, which are all important. But the education is learning how to serve your community, learning how to be a productive citizen, learning how to be responsible adult while you're going through all of these experiences, we, we have to bring some time for all of those things to happen during this uh, four years that you're here. And, and that, that to me what ma- is what makes what I would call a preferred experience. It's, it's championship opportunity, it's, it's your diploma, it's your relationships, your social, and then your community. Wherever you choose to live, you need to have a relationship with your community. And we're teaching that here while they're in college. That brings up a, a really great point that it's the whole experience, right? It's it's about teaching young people to be adults and uh, helping them gain valuable life skills. One of the things that we often talk about internally here at Degree Insurance is that sometimes this is a generation that's not confident. You know, they were born after a 9-11. They were old enough to remember the Great Recession. Now they're in the middle of a pandemic. And so how is it that you're helping these young people as they're gaining valuable life skills, helping them not be afraid of failure? We let them fail and and we create um, we create pathways that they have to choose what's a priority and what's not a priority. And then there will be some failure. And then, well, then is that fatal? No, it's not fatal. You talked about the lack of confidence. They have confidence because they have failed or they have fallen or they have had a, a failure experience, but they learn from it. And then they gain confidence to know that, oh, I see what's happening now. I can handle this. And they don't fall apart and they don't break down and they don't lose their, their cool or whatever. But that's what we need to be doing more of. And I think the reason you know, all of these external events have happened to this generation of students, but internally, I don't think we've allowed them to fail enough early and say, that's okay. There's a lot of failure built into sport that you learn. And it's one of the valuable, redeemable qualities about sport is that you get to this level of competition. There's always somebody better than you. 
and, and knocks you down a rung. It gives you a little humility, but it also takes you back to the drawing board on, okay, what do I need to do now? But that's everyday life. And, and you're not going to get everything you want. You're not going to, you're not, nobody's going to hand you uh, success later in life. You've got to go out there and fight for it. I, my message to our student athletes are, is we want you to have this wonderful experience. We want you to have more fun days, more happy days than sad days, but we're not going to hide you from the failure. We want to create this environment where there's adversarial things happening and they, they are quick in the mind and light on their feet and flexible and they don't break. They just bend and they take it and they say, okay, now this is what I'm going to do. And if you have a team of people, you know, say a soccer team that are willing to do that together, then that team can be special because they'll be there to support each other. Oh, this person's had a bad day. We're going to lift them up. We're not going to stop them from failing, but we're going to lift them up so they can recover from that failure. And if you do that for a long enough period of time, you have special, special groups of people that can accomplish really anything they put their mind to. That's my goal is, as we use sport to, to move people from one stage of development in life and then hand them off and say, okay, now it's your time to go out there and, and lead. That's a really incredible um, concept that I think is probably not used widely enough. I think one of the best bits of advice that I got as an, as an adult growing in my career not only learning to fall and fail, but, but to fail faster and learn the mistakes, uh, learn from the mistakes and learn the lessons you need to. And, and that's how you lead quickly. Yeah. And life is about risk, right? You, you, yeah. If you don't risk anything, you probably won't fail at anything. Yeah. So if you risk and then fail, then you learn. And, it, and if you choose, if you choose not to learn from it, you don't progress. We've got to be willing to risk our egos and our comfort level. And, and, and sometimes we have to be willing to risk a relationship to get people to move forward despite what's going on around them, because that helps us win on the field. That helps us win uh, in the academics. That helps us win in, in their overall development. Uh, so we, we can't shield them from that. We have to help that, let them know, hey, when that happens, we're here, but, but we're not going to keep you away from that. So as, as you're talking about your leadership and instilling intentional decision-making, how are you enacting those principles with your staff and your student athletes? There's very few things that I like to do that's not intentional. I, I don't like leaving things up for chance. So right now we're going through a process as a department and we'll include some student leadership here in the fall when they get here. But we're going through a process in our department where we've started with our sport teams and our head coaches. And we're saying, OK, before you can know what to do without any ambiguity, we need to know who we are. Paint the picture for me for who this program is today, warts and all. And then we're going to do that again with an aspirational viewpoint, like who do we want to be? If this, if we're not who we want to be, after you paint that first picture, well, then who it, who do you want to be? And and there's got to be some some reality to that. If we say we want to be Alabama in football, it, that's not the level we play, right? That's not who we are. So let's be realistic in who we can be, and then let's set that as an aspirational goal. Well, if you look at those two assessments, now you have a gap. Now you have some real life things that we can do to improve from who we are to who we want to be. And that becomes the, the strategic plan. That becomes the initiative to move forward. That's your why. 
why you come to work. And then, and then you incorporate those findings into strategic plan for each unit, for each sport unit, for each service unit. And then you communicate it and you let everybody know, this is who we want to be. And this is what we need to get there. And this is our priority. Well, if you do that across a department of 17 sports and 450 student athletes and 70 some odd employees, and the president knows the priority and the foundation knows the priority and the CFO knows the priority and the AD and the coach. Well, we've taken all the ambiguity out of who we are, where we're going and what we're doing. And so that takes about a year to figure that out. Now, in the meantime, we still have to move and we still have to do things. So I have coaches come by all the time and saying, well, what should I do here? Eventually, you're not going to have to ask that question because you're going to have a strategic plan with a vision that you've helped develop that you know what what is a strategic plan well a strategic plan is the rallying cry when you don't know what to do right that's where you go back to and say okay well what are we intentionally trying to do not just allow it to happen this is an intentional process and so that's what we're spending our time on right now is really getting to know who we are and being honest about that assessment and as we find things that, that can be fixed, that are fatal flaws, we fix them. And I think sharing that with our students, sport by sport, team by team, maybe not quite as in-depth as I just did there, but to let them know that we are doing something here that is on purpose with intentionality and their feedback is important, lets them know that, that we're, on a, we're on a path, we're on a direction that's going to get to a better place. So as you've done this sort of experience in in several different conferences, different institutions, bringing along an entire department, student athletes, coaches, have you seen a toll that burnout or the demands of high competition have taken on those that you work with? I, I think that toll comes largely when you don't see the success as soon as you think you should. The other side is, is when you do finally see that you see an energy that you just can't replace. You can't, you can't invent, you can't buy. It just happens. It's life-changing in that you build relationships going through the adversity faster. You go Mm -hmm. through the tough times and, and that's when you build really deep, strong relationships. And then you look up one day and you're achieving the intentional goals you set five, six years ago, they're happening in front of you. I honestly believe that you can't have the highest of highs without experiencing those lows Mm -hmm. because through adversity is the fastest way to develop the team culture. Culture is developed best uh, when you're all desperate and you Mm -hmm. just don't know what else to do. So you turn to each other and you build those relationships. And so it's not the championships that form some of the best relationships. It's the, it's knowing what we went through together, the shared strife, I guess you'd say that built those relationships that makes that, when I look back on that memory, it makes that such a special time. Shared strife is a, is a really interesting way to put that and leads into my next question that this podcast is called rebuilding the American dream which in a way could be shared strife and yeah. it's the student athlete experience. What does that mean to you? What does the American dream mean to you? I think it's all about opportunity. I, I hear people use the word potential and ultimately what we want, wherever we are, I'm at Missouri Western state university. 
And at the end of the day, you can summate, put it in summation to say, well, we want to achieve our potential. If we do that at the end, they said, well, they got the most out of what they could get. They achieved their potential. I think that's a goal. That's the goal is we, that's what we want. We got the most out of it. The best worldview of what we're doing here in changing young people's lives and not only changing our current students' lives, but changing their children's lives based on the experience they have. I think if we keep that in perspective and we keep in perspective potential and trying to, to realize potential in everything we do, then we're going to rebuild this in a way that people can be proud of. And the next person, I can just hand it to them and, they, and say, hey, you don't have to go back and fight those battles. You're going to have your own set of battles. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, the American dream is about providing opportunities for people. And then it's up to them. I, I've had a college experience. I'm not here to have a college experience. I'm here to provide that to somebody else. Somebody did that for me and gave me an opportunity. And hopefully when it's all said and done, I can say, yeah, I took great advantage of that. And, and I, I fulfilled my potential. I really love the concept that you shared of understanding the timeline of where your potential is. Like the sooner you un- understand your potential, the, the better off you'll be. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes from taking the risks, right? Whether you fail or you succeed, that helps you understand where your potential is. And that can give you the confidence. Yeah, it, I, think, I think it's a process. And that, that's what makes it rare because everybody wants it quick. And, and that doesn't generally get you where you're going. You know, you have to, you have to endure a little bit to get through it. With that, what advice are you giving to young people generally who are contemplating their futures in athletics, whether that be a student athlete or even a young administrator coming up? So this is something I've, I've said and, and I really believe in. You know, in life, how many times do you say, oh, if I could just earn this much, then things are going to be easier. Oh, if I could just move back to here, quit looking for easier, learn how to do hard better. And that's that's a life lesson. Things don't get easier. You just get a new set of problems. How do we learn how to do hard better? To me, that concept says when you show up, you got to show up, bring your A game every single day. Now, some days your A game is going to get swatted like a fly because you're not that good. None of us are perfect. We're not, we expect this level of perfection from us a lot of times that we don't have, but come bring your A game every day. We have to teach people how to do hard better, show up, tackle the tough stuff first. We got to get rid of the urgent, get onto the important, start making decisions, deal with it and own it. And then if you're wrong, you make another bold decision and you fix it. Don't be afraid to be wrong. And, and, and that's what I would tell our young people. What's on your list right now that's the hardest thing you got to do? Just like in our, in our minds and our, our, our bodies is that if we do something hard physically and get through it, we get this burst of euphoria mentally. And so th- that's what I'm telling them. Go do those things. Do those over and over and over again. And you'll, you'll not only be a, a well-adjusted person, you'll be a well-accomplished person, but you also will be a happy person because you'll have this sense of accomplishment uh, walking around with you all the time. That's incredible, Andy. I feel like I've been through a really great mentor session. I heard a really great quote that also has stuck with me and that I've been hanging on to, you know, through the pandemic is that 
not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. You know, we, we believe in the power of higher education and critical thinking and um, those experiences to get you through those tough times. So really appreciate all the wisdom that you've shared with us today and the opportunity to chat with you. It's been a real pleasure, Andy. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. It's been my pleasure as well. Appreciate it. You've been listening to me, Karen Crossley of Degree Insurance, and this is Rebuilding the American Dream, the student athlete experience. Find out more on our website, americandream.fm, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Degree Insurance. Until next time.